Well, hey there, and welcome back to another episode of Say Something Interesting, the highlight of your week and ours. We're so glad that you... I hope it's not the highlight of your week. I hope it's just something you look forward to every week. But uh, this is the follow-up podcast from East Lake Tri-Cities Church. And uh, with me is Megan. My name is Brent. Hello. And we are so excited that uh, however you found us, that you're taking time to listen this week. Yeah. How are you, Megan? I'm doing well. We're doing this a little bit later in the week. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I wanted so to I mention people that. people aren't super disappointed. Sorry about the late drop in your uh, feed this week. I was traveling, and uh, we had a guest speaker, Amy, this week. And uh, so the plan was to have her come on and do like a three- podcast thing i almost said three-way but i don't want to say that um and unfortunately she got incredibly sick yeah like almost immediately after speaking on sunday Well, she was fighting something off sunday morning which i then... watched i so i watched the video last night after my family went to bed because uh, i knew we were gonna be talking about this morning and she didn't look she looked great mm-hmm. she looked totally in fact it was probably the most comfortable i'd ever seen her um speak because she's spoken i don't know four or five times at east lake and the pacing and all the stuff was just, it was great. And then what I, but I was with Philip, her husband, um, in Vegas where we were at. And he talked to her on Sunday night and said, How did it go? And she's like, Well, I haven't puked in the last hour. And we were like, Oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> so I imagined, I thought I was going to watch this clip and like see like shades of green, like, and be like, Is there something wrong with our camera? It looks awfully green. Um, but it was totally normal. So kudos to her for fighting through it. Yeah, I don't know and, if it was uh, just excess medicine or yeah, she's totally drugged the start up. Of it. She's not sure what she said either. <laughs> so, uh, but it's uh, it's good to be back. So, anyways, it is just us two. Yes, she sends her greetings, um, and uh, we'll get her on here another time in, in the future. Definitely. But uh, uh, I w- we were just talking prior to uh, pushing record on this that uh, I, I I went down to Vegas again big time into sports and love the, the environment of the sports book and how it worked is I went with my best friend Ryan his brother Philip who's Amy's husband and we went down to go watch some of the NFC and AFC conference uh, championships in a sports book which is if you've never watched a really high profile sporting event in a sports book in your life and I don't even care if you're not into sports man <laughs> imagine Imagine your emotions when you put $5 on a game with somebody, right? Like you're invested into this. Like even if it's going bowling, we're going to go bowling and I'm going to bet you a dollar I'm going to beat you. Like I don't even care about bowling. If there was no dollar on it, I would just be like throwing gutter balls and spinning. If there's a dollar on it, like my heart is into it. Imagine being full of a room with like hundreds, maybe even a thousand or so people and not just a dollar. There were, I mean, I, we saw some ripped up tickets on the ground for a lot more than a dollar. And the emotions are at an all-time high. And we got two overtime games and, like, some of the worst officiating in the history of football. Mm -hmm. It was, Megan, it was amazing. (laughs) It was absolutely amazing. I'm glad you had a good time. It was great. Uh, (laughs) It was was everything we thought it would, or we hoped it would be. And, uh, uh, but it is funny because uh, we are getting to that age where, um, I remember, like, we went to bed at, like, 11 o'clock. <laughs> the last day we were there, it was like, oh, we're just tired. <laughs> we, we flew, here's how, we're yeah. getting so old. We, we flew out of Spokane because it's cheaper uh-huh. and it's a direct flight. Uh, and so we, Philip and I drove to Spokane at 3 in the morning, 3.30, 3.30 in the morning, not a minute later, he said. Um <laughs> Uh, and flew out on on Friday, Friday on Friday morning. Got down there like late Friday morning, early afternoon, something like that. Whatever it was, um, and we proceeded to then 
take a nap <laughs> all day. Like I mean, to be fair, like Vegas isn't super exciting during the day no. necessarily. So yeah, so I just felt old. <laughs> I just because Ryan flew in, and and then we're all just like, well, should we just keep napping because we're just exhausted? <laughs> we're like, dude, when we were when we were in our twenty, when we had a two in front of our age. Uh-huh. There's no naps happening. Nope. You're just fighting through. Yep. I had a I feel old moment this weekend also. Yeah. I was driving home from my parents' house on Saturday night, and there was this driver just like crazy swerving within the lane and like stopping really early and like kind of in the middle of the like just like unnecessarily. And then he took this or he or she took this really wide turn off of the street. And I was like, shoot. I bet they're drunk. <laughs> and so when I got home, I called the police on them. Uh, <laughs> and I called, texted my friends and I said, well, I just reported an erratic driver to the police, so I guess I'm that old now. I'm, I'm that old. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. yeah. And I was like in my car, like repeating the driver, the, um, oh, the, the license, license plate, plate number, plate number yeah. so I could tell them. And yeah, I was that person. Way to be a responsible I citizen, man. Well, I just was like. At first, I was like, oh, maybe they're texting or whatever. And then just the way it just felt like Worse they were under that. the influence of yeah. something. Yeah. Should not be driving. I almost watched a wreck transpire on my drive here this morning. Some guy oh, really? was switching lanes and did not look over his shoulder and then swerved all over, like rec- over-recovered. Yeah. And uh, I just put on my brakes and stepped back, just like, <laughs> I'm going to let him figure that out yeah. first, and then I'll go. That's <laughs> <laughs> nothing to do with what we're yeah. talking about. No, uh, but. Quick quick funny story, though. I don't, I don't know how much. Do you know, you, do you know Philip very well? Um, or Amy's husband. I mean, not really. Just he he uh he used to work uh in, in car sales stuff and and uh, and so he's just he's he's always very good with words and like Im- not image management but like yeah he's a salesman kind of yeah, yeah but not like shifty and I mean no, no, no. he's just good, he's good at it yeah. right and so that's and that's I get his that personality. my cousins like that and yeah. my uncle they're just very like charming and enigmatic and everyone wants to be around them he can sell and... a, a popsicle to an Eskimo is the yeah. is the slain, right yeah. so. Um, so we get, so he, he gets a letter in the mail. Uh, this is, I'll just explain the setup as to why we went down this weekend. He gets a letter in the mail a, a while back from, uh, MGM properties or whatever that says, um, you know, we'd love to have you come back down, which means at some point he, he might've lost some money and uh-huh. they want to bring him back. <laughs> I'll, I'll, I won't fill in the blanks for you. Yeah. Uh, but anyways, uh, how about three nights free at any one of these select properties? Not like the really nice ones, but like, you know, we stayed in the luxury. It was, it was fine. It was mm-hmm. good. It was old, but whatever. Um, and, uh, so anyways, we, uh, so he gets this, he gets his letter and we, we've talked about it forever. We're like, we should go down for a football weekend. It'd be a lot of fun. My, our best friend, his brother lives in Indianapolis. It's really expensive to fly from Indy to Pasco. So if we can meet in Vegas, it's cheap for both of us to fly. That's why we do it. Anyways. And we're all into sports, and we can sit in a sports book for free and watch great football or basketball or anything. So uh, I'm trying to justify it. Can you hear me? Yeah, justify I can. It? Okay, uh-huh. good. And uh, <laughs> this is all for Kylie when she listens. Yeah, later. if she listens, hi babe. It's <laughs> exactly. So he gets keeps getting these things, and we, we talk about it. We figure out okay, we should get down on this because it's NFC AFC Championship weekend. What we didn't know at the time was that. It was a, also a big boxing match. Manny Pacquiao was fighting Bronin, and it was actually at the MGM oh, Grand. Wow. And so the on that was on Saturday night. And so 
if you go if you went on the cal like their like their calendar to like purchase rooms or whatever, it was like, dude, the luxe is like nineteen dollars a night or twenty dollars. It's like twenty dollars, twenty dollars, twenty dollars. But then it got to the Friday night of and Friday night and Saturday night of the fight, and it was four hundred and eleven dollars and three hundred and whatever dollars. <laughs> so we're like, this isn't gonna work. He called them up and somehow talked like did the Philip magic and worked it and we got three nights comped maybe four nights I can't remember what it was four nights comped in the Luxor on a fight weekend which is unbelievable oh so then way. we show up and then uh Philip gets there and I don't know what he said like I'm not sure what he said <laughs> over the phone to be able to make this happen because we're mm-hmm. like it's just not gonna work like we're not gonna go down that weekend because it's too expensive mm-hmm. let me call him let me call him let me call him so then we get down there, and he's at the check-in booth, and she's like, wow, you got comped on a fight weekend. That's impressive. And he goes, yeah, well, uh, when you got when you <laughs> something about it, kept kept bringing up, I lost my shorts last time, or, or I got I, I brought all my friends, all my rich friends with me, and oh. we're gonna we're gonna <laughs> we're gonna spend so much money here, right? <laughs> Megan, I brought like two hundred dollars. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not their market. You no. know what I mean? Like, uh, yeah, I brought my pastor friend. Oh, totally. You know pastor's rolling in. Oh it. my gosh, <laughs> not not what they're wanting. The, so we're trying to like fly under the radar to be like, we want to be the people you think you want to comp, mm-hmm. but we are not even close to <laughs> what you want there at all. Like we're the opposite of it. So we would go down. And in in the casino, and he knew like he wanted to maintain the appearance of a whale is what they call him, right? Uh-huh. And so he would buy in for like several hundred dollars on a table, and it would take the 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 um, dealer like minutes to count them all out. And, and you want fives, twenty, you know, all, all these different denominations of chips, uh-huh. and it would seriously. And then they'd have to call it out because to the pit boss because it's a big number. So it'd uh-huh. be like changing out 500 or something like that and and so that process would be five minutes or so and everybody around the table has to wait for her to do that <laughs> and then she pushes the chips over and then he puts out a single <laughs> chip <laughs> on the position and <laughs> and it's it was it was like the whole, i could see I, i'm reading the faces of everybody else around the table like why would you ever buy in for that much <laughs> to play a single chip and philip gives you this look like <laughs> and i know you can't see it on the podcast but it was one of those looks like got him got him got him <laughs> all they see is that i bought in for x amount of dollars mm-hmm. we're doing this comp again next year is basically the play <laughs> oh my gosh i was dying on the inside megan i'm Trying to, like, dying maintain. because because then like 10 or 15 minutes later, I'd be like, hey, Ryan and I are heading back to the room, you know, or whatever. And he'd be like, all right, I'll, I'll cash out. Or we'll go to the, we're going to the next thing. Or th- there's a game on pretty soon. We're going to take off. We're going to watch the basketball. And he'd be like, all right, I'd like to cash out. And he'd push that entire big giant stack <laughs> back out. And she'd have to change it back oh out. Oh, my God. It, it was so embarrassing. He's kind of a jerk. <laughs> he's not a jerk. I know. But he's like, trying that, to play the yeah, system. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> It was, it was entertaining, but like Michael Scott cringeworthy oh, at yeah. times. You're if like, that makes oh, sense. I can't believe I'm associated with it. Well, right like now. I'm benefiting from it because yeah. that's probably what happened previously. Mm-hmm. And so I'm like, it's hard to complain about it, but it's also like <laughs> I don't want to be around it either. So I don't know. It was a lot of fun. We had a good time. We had a great time, and uh, 
I think once you decide you're just going to laugh about it, then it that's gets probably way it. easier to handle. Uh, and now that I'm home <laughs> and now that I'm like, well, I hope he gets a comp for next year or something right? like that. Like, I'd hope it worked. Uh, but yeah. I have no idea. Who knows? Probably not. <laughs> we'll see. We'll see. Uh, that's really funny. Oh, my gosh. I was dying. <laughs> Dying, dying. Uh, <laughs> All right. Well, um, so M- Amy finished up our minimalism series, yes, our week three minimalism series, and uh, she did a fantastic job. Like I said, I was able to watch it last night. You were able to be there in person and kind of di- uh, dialogue with her in between. Correct. Um, so why don't you lead the discussion, right. and I'll pr- produce some input and go from there. Does that sound good? Yeah. All right. Um, so Amy talked a lot about uh, her focus is kind of on contentment and um, how... I don't know, just kind of overarching that whole search in the series has been like finding these secular ideals and movements um, to try and find contentment within ourselves. But ultimately, that's that's serving ourselves. And um, if we're not adding God into it, then it's not true contentment. It's not actually going to fulfill us and make us, um, I don't know, like feel better. So I, I actually wrote this thing last night. Uh, all right. I like wrote it out pretty hardcore. I anyway, see that. Um, in like gel pen too. <laughs> no, it's it's not gel pen. It's it, just light blue. Oh, is it? <laughs> it looks like like a topal topaz green or something like no, that. No, it's like it's like uh anyway. All right, doesn't matter. Go it doesn't ahead. matter. <laughs> so um I wrote minimalism is great, but it does not bring contentment. Contentment comes from the loss of self and the outpouring of thankfulness. It comes when we live our lives with God at the center. When we focus on our remaining, or when we focus our remaining time and space and energy that we get from things like minimalism, on um, God and on His mission for our lives, then we will know the peace that passes all understanding. Yeah. So she said that, or you just took just that as a result of that? Took that as because that's result. that's essentially the boiling down of yeah. this whole series. Mm-hmm. I feel like yeah um, was hey, I'm not here to like overpraise minimalism, but I think it's a great resource and a tool to be able to grow and develop in a relationship with Jesus Christ and and reliance on God and, and true contentment, which comes not from stuff and acquisitions of things or even relationships like interpersonal relationships. Yeah. That's, that's a big piece of it. That's a, that's a bigger rock than what car you drive, but um, it's not it's not the ultimate goal. So, yeah, it's super good. Yeah, that, that's kind of my boiling down of what it all. Oftentimes when I, like, I, especially because now I see the notes and I talk about specific individual things and how it worked and didn't work, sometimes I lose the overarching yeah. idea. Yeah. And so I was like, I kind of figured I would end up being a little bit of the driver in this way because Amy's not here and you didn't actually watch it. And um, so I was trying to like remember what the point was of yeah. the talk. And so that's kind of what I... Yeah, one of the uh, most memorable parts for me was her honesty and transparency in the uh, snowshoeing incident (laughs) or uh, Uh, cross country skiing. skiing, Excuse me, yeah, Uh, because uh, that was uh, she was being real life there. Because Philip goes, um, "Have you ever seen somebody uh, (laughs) cry after eight hours of (laughs) cross country skiing?" And I was like, "I was like, oh man, was it that bad for you?" And he's like, "Well, not for me." And he was telling me this yeah. is prior to me even yeah. watching it. On yeah. the, I mean, telling me on the, on the flight down, of just like it was just one of those instances where yeah, everybody else is kind of catching on a little bit, and the kids are doing great, and you, you kind of go into it assuming I hope the kids get it, and then like it was really quickly oh I I'm the problem, not yeah. the kids. 
and the <laughs> mascara and everything. I saw the pictures just yeah. now. Uh-huh. So classic, so yeah. great. I love it. And the and the frustration that can come with that. And uh, like like that, like so many things in life, like you just you can't. Like there's no like why well, I'm gonna just I'm gonna stop I'm gonna <laughs> what are you gonna freeze in the wilderness Yeah like you're halfway out of here yeah you, you have to go back or you have to finish the trail or you have to do something you can't just be like I, I just want to quit and I'm done it's like there's a lot of things in life where um, I've started something and I, I have to see it through and I'm gonna hate the next however many hours of this <laughs> or yeah. days or years of this uh, but something about the stickiness of doing that and finding contentment in that. I read something w- o- w- over the weekend while I was down there uh, on about stain, which was a uh, like a it was it came from that book that I recommended in week one of the series uh, about the Desert Fathers, how they teach uh, about. Anyways, one of the things was our ability to stay. We're so quick to up and transplant somewhere else because the grass is always green over there, and it's too painful to stick here, and the. Um, uh the the value of of finding something other than even the initial joy that you thought you would get by going here or mm-hmm. say it's a relationship or a or a job or um or raising children or something like that you think it's going to be great i'm going to have this it's going to look like this she's going to always do this and the kids are always going to be the, you know whatever and then you get into it and it's not like that at all and you have the choice to bail or find contentment in some other value that's in there yeah and that there's so much I think there's so much thinking and, and processing in, yeah. in that. And I would add to that, I think a lot of our discontentment is a, a is when reality is not meeting what your expectations were. So when you had some sort of expectation in place for some vision of this part of my life, and then when you're in the reality of it and it's not it's not meeting that expectation in whatever way, and that's where that discontentment comes from. Instead of saying okay, this is the moment I'm in, what's great about this? No, this isn't what I expected, but where's the value in this situation that I'm in right now? Yeah. Which is part of that choosing thankfulness, which Amy did talk about on Sunday, and like gaining, you know, and get, and, and that's really hard to have in abundance when you aren't tapped into God and when you're not seeking out his thankfulness and his mission and understanding where he wants you to be and how this, like maybe this moment isn't what you expected, but it's going to be beneficial. Even like, even if it wasn't what God like planned, he's going to use it. It's going to be used. It's going to be part of the plan eventually. So then the job becomes what, what, how do I pay attention to what that is and what that is requiring of me? And what can I learn from that and go from that? Yeah. So that's super good. And Amy had one. So in 930 service, she said this, um, she had one little caveat she wanted me to make sure I talked about today. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Cause in 930, she said uh, this pretty bold line about, uh, uh, so like choosing love and that when we are, when we have relationship with God, we have a love that kind of overflows and that when we are in hard relationships, that oftentimes what needs to happen, like we need to, it's easier to love those people when we are tapped into God and when we're getting love from him. And she's the way she said it in 930 service, I told her in between, I was like, you know, I totally like, I really like that statement and yeah, it's pretty bold. And 
Brent probably wouldn't say it, but I'm glad you did. I was like, but I do think you maybe need to put a caveat because I think if people have injury through the church, they could hear it as you just need to be a doormat Mm -hmm. or you need to make sure like you just need to love people even though they're toxic for you. And so for 11 o'clock, she added the caveat of that doesn't mean you need to be in active relationship with them. That doesn't mean you need to let them walk all over you. Um, But just that it's easier to love hard people in your life when you have God's love in your heart, because there's an outpouring that happens through that. So, yeah, no, that was good. She had a, a line in there too about, I'm trying to find it right now, something about, oh, the gospel will die in the toxic soil of self. Yes, I loved that line too. Yeah, so that goes that goes more into like the, the not toxicity in other people in relationships, but the toxicity in myself Yeah. and um, obsession with, with my things. And, and she went into comparison stuff about, you know, there's no win in the comparison thing about looking over at other people's things and, and comparing it to me. You're either winning or losing, but either way, you're just generally losing. Um <laughs> which I thought was just a good a good thing too. Yeah. Um, perhaps one of my favorite pieces about this in this idea of contentment and uh, choosing thankfulness was uh, her comment about the breath prayer, which I know she took from Aaron Nyquist's book, yes. but like that feeling of like just the the like the minimalistic nature of a prayer that is just like <sighs> you know what I mean. Like yeah. we oftentimes think prayer is like so I think logical and. Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come. Thy will. You know, like, yeah. like if if we if there's no format, if there's an opener, body, verb, you know, predicate, mm-hmm. uh, whatever, then it doesn't make sense. And that that's just not that's not what this is about. Like she's like, this is this is me, like in all of my emotions, with all of my being, expressing a prayer through frustration. Through I mean, that that, that can all that can all be summarized in as much as just a sigh or a shrug or a a long breath or whatever. I thought that was mm-hmm. just really good insights and thoughts. Yeah. But Yep. Good. Um what else? Anything else that stood out to you before we Um I don't those are kind of the big points that I had. Yeah. That's a fun series. I I really enjoyed it. Um it's been uh fun to see. I know that they have their serve and gather thing this Saturday as kind of a culmination of all three of these weeks of minimalism to gather <laughs> supplies and now yeah. uh reuse them for uh so th- there's a women's sorting event on Saturday. I think it's at like nine or ten in the morning. There's more yeah, information right. on the community marketplace page. So don't take all the details from me. What I do know is that all the materials go to Repeat Boutique and that supports the Tri Cities Chaplaincy Hospice Care. Yes. Um and so it should and be they a, do good work, the chaplaincy. Good event. Yeah. I, I I actually went on their website and was really impressed, mm-hmm. like with not just like their website design, but like all of their the things that they offer and the things that they do for our community. Um, I hadn't heard much. I mean, you hear about hospice care, but um, uh, a lot of a lot of their stuff is for the surviving family members through grief counseling and and um, you know dealing with dealing with it either in the moment or, or post the moment. So it anyways, it's yep. it's uh, it's a big deal. So. Um, check that out. That'd be awesome. So, uh, good. Well, yes. uh, that's, uh, that'll wrap up our minimalism series. If you missed any of them, you can always go to eastlaketricities.com slash talks. They're all going to be there or go to Apple iTunes podcast, search East Lake Tri-Cities. Uh, we have two basic podcasts. One is our sermon talks from Sunday. And then the other is this say something interesting pod. Uh, we'd prefer if you'd subscribe to them both, but, um, <laughs> I, I know that life can be busy sometimes and do that. So, uh, let's jump into our something interesting yeah. that we have found. Uh, you want to go first? Sure. Okay. 
Um, there was big news in the Mariners fandom yesterday. Yeah. Yeah. So that's my say something interesting. Mr. Edgar Martinez uh, has been finally voted into the and, baseball and Hall of rightfully Fame. So. And rightfully Don't so. Don't give me this. He's only a DH crap. Yeah. Um, well, he basically defined the designated hitter role in modern baseball. Uh, and so I have a few of his stats. Uh, well, one thing I thought was interesting is uh, so he actually – it. He was 20 before he was scouted from, I don't remember where he, Puerto Rico? I think he's Puerto Rican. I don't know. Um, Somewhere in the Caribbean. And so he, that's pretty old to be originally scouted by the Mariners. He was 27 before he had his first full season in the bigs. Um, and so he only had an 18-season career. But so he had to be like his career is kind of a story of patience. And so it's a little bit fitting that he had to wait 10 years of voting for. Which, if you don't um, know Hall of Fame voting. Yeah. How it works. Oh, I is, was going to go into that. Oh, but. you are? Okay, <laughs> never mind. Go ahead. I'll let you go. I don't um, want to. So because the Hall of Fame, you are eligible to be voted in. So you have to wait a certain amount of time after you retire. I think it's five or 15 years, something like that. One of them. Yeah. And then you are eligible to be voted in for 10 years. And then you go to this committee called the eras committee and they, so they have four different eras and they, I think like one of those committees votes every so often. And so after you've, if you weren't voted into the hall of fame through the, like through the baseball, the people who vote for the Hall of Fame baseball are the Writers Baseball Association. Writers Association of America. Yep. And um, you have to have been an active baseball writer for 10 years prior to being eligible to vote in the Hall of Fame voting. Um, so if you don't, as a player, if you don't make it through the Baseball Writers Association voting, then you are eligible to be voted in by this committee called the ERAs Committee. And the ERAs committee also is the committee that votes in managers and um, like executives and people who are really in like announcers and those broadcasters and those kinds of things, people who are very influential in baseball, but aren't a player. Uh, and so you like, even if he didn't get voted in this year, he potentially could have been voted in through that system, but um, he deserves to be voted in through the normal way because he so he had an 18 season career all with the Mariners which is pretty unusual right um I have not very many modern players can say that they had their whole career with one team anymore so he had um 2,247 hits he had um 1,200 RBIs he had an on-base percentage of 418 well point anyway so that's like for uh, um, almost half of the time he yeah, was at bat, yeah. he got on base. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah. And then he had a hit a batting average of uh, three twelve, which is almost a third of a time. That's really high. That's super high. Super high. Um, like the Mariners have not had a hitter over three hundred consistently, yeah. as, as, except for last year. Last yeah. year we had a couple, but prior to that, yeah. it was like an eight year stretch where we did not have a single player hit over three hundred. It was for, ridiculous uh, for a for significant the whole portion of the season. Yeah, yeah, and that's his career. That, so yeah, that's, every year, Mister Consistency. Yeah. he was um, amazing and. Anyway, so and he is a you know Seattle icon, and on a personal note, he was my grandma's favorite uh, baseball player, potentially, arguably, her favorite athlete ever. Um, and so it's very. She passed away ten years ago this summer, and so it's kind of um, 
it's I don't know. It reminds me a lot of her. Sure. That, just having all of the him in the news. And then just on the flip side, not him as a player, but when he started, bec- when he became the batting coach for the Mariners two or three years ago, uh, you there was like a perceptible increase in the ability, uh, the hitting ability of the players. You could oh, just, it was like no instantaneously better. He's one of the best hitters that's ever played the yeah. game. No question. Yeah. Um, he, uh, so how the Baseball Writers Association works too is there's just over 400 voters and you have to get 75% of the vote from everybody and they only get to pick 10 people. Um, and so if you're number 11 or 12, which has been, I mean, he's, he's gotten like, I think last year was like 60 something percent of the vote. And so you're just short. And so that's how it kind of works. And, and there's a game involved too. Like there's a couple times where, um, the voters will know, Oh, King Griffey's going to get in. So I'm not going to vote for Griffey because I'd rather have Fred McGriff get in or whatever it is. Yeah. Uh, and so they get left off and, and sometimes that can catch up and bite you. And, and so prior to yesterday, there had been zero zero people with 100% uh, nominations to oh, be able did, to get into the... Rem, did Mariano Rivera, Mar- Rivera got, a, got 100%? 100%. First wow. time in the history of, of Major wow. League Baseball. I hadn't so, heard that part. I was so focused on big, Edgar. Big, big <laughs> deal. And uh, Edgar was a great guy. And uh, it's just he continues to be a Seattle icon. He's come over and spoke for the Boys and Girls Club here in Pasco. His kids were actually... Their nanny went to Northwest when I was there. Oh, wow. And so his kids would be kind of roaming the apartments <laughs> at Northwest, which, would be, was, which was always kind of weird. In fact, we had... Brett Boone's nanny. We had a bunch of baseball players' nannies mm. um, at Northwest. They they like the uh, the Christian college girls <laughs> to ne- watch their kids for. I think. <laughs> but uh, anyways, kudos to Edgar and the fam. It's yeah. uh it's a legend. I'll, I'll never forget watching when he hits the uh, double into the uh, uh, into the left uh, left field wall and Griffey comes rounding from first and scores to mm-hmm. go and you know it was just ah so awesome mm-hmm. such a such a such a great heritage. Even Griffey didn't get a hundred. Uh, well, no, yeah, Griffey didn't get 100%. No, because, he should have. Like, I mean, well, good grief. I think whatever. some people, because they were like, he totally is going to get in. I'm going to yeah, use my that's, votes That's for a other prime people. example yeah. of he's going to get in, so I'm not going to vote for him. Yeah. Uh, but even like Honus Wagner, Mickey Mantle, Babe Ruth, none of them had 100%. So crazy. Yeah. Crazy, crazy, crazy. Yep. All right, that's cool. Hey, my something interesting is uh, something that uh, was I, I found out while I was at the Luxor. Did you ever walk in? You, you've been to the Vegas once. Have you yes. ever been? Did you ever walk into the Luxor? It's the pyramid one with the light no, at the, I at did the top. No, I did not. So it's cool. It's, it's kind of older. It's one of the older, I think, casinos there, just based on even like architecture going in and stuff. But mm-hmm. um, it is, uh, uh, they have an esports arena in there. So now that's like, like their big thing, like hosting video game tournaments. Mm-hmm. Um, but the structure is the part that's interesting for me. Um, it's a pyramid with a light, like spotlight that goes out, out at the top. And the elevators, it's, it's a modern marvel is what they call it, because when they built it, the elevators go up at a 36-degree angle oh. then follow along the pyramid. Um, so they does don't... Does it feel weird? Yes, it does. It actually, <laughs> like, you are in there, and it sounds weird, because it mm-hmm. doesn't sound... It sounds like like uh, like maybe it's broken a little bit. Oh. And so that doesn't sound <laughs> as solid. Um, and they go slower. Um, so you pay for it. Like, you're paying for that. You know, like, it's not... But you and you do feel like when it when it, you know how in, when an elevator starts and stops, you can usually feel like up or down. Mm-hmm. This one's like more side to side. Oh. Um, so, anyways, if you are ever in Vegas and walking around, you should go ride the elevators. They're free. You don't have to have like a, a card. <laughs> go take a take a ride on a thirty six degree um, elevator, or you can you can go on YouTube and watch some videos of the building of it and the concept of it. Um, um, 
it's, it's pretty cool. So check out uh, check out the luxury. They also have a bodies exhibit right now and oh, Titanic yes. exhibit. So um, lots of lots of fun things. They've to had do. those both of those I think at the Pacific Science Center. I know the bodies one, yeah, for sure. So yeah, pretty cool stuff. All right, well, that'll do it for this week's episode of Say Something Interesting. Thanks for taking time and listening to us. We'd love to have you out and in person uh, on any future weekend with us here at the Uptown Theater, 9.30 and 11 o'clock on Sunday morning, uh, and then always on the podcast uh, every single week, usually yes. on usually on Tuesdays, a little later this week. Apologize. Yep. Uh, anything else, Megan? No, I'm good. Have a great week, guys. Thanks. Bye. See ya.